0: Hey everyone, I'm Swati Rawat and welcome to the Visionary Podcast, where I talk to visionary Indian women with inspiring, intriguing and aspirational stories. In episode 28, our visionary is Dr. Geeta Manjunath, CEO and CTO of Niramai, an AI enabled health tech company that offers non-invasive breast cancer screening. The idea to start Niramai came when Dr. Geeta lost two of her young cousins due to late detection of breast cancer. That's when she decided to find a solution to detect breast cancer at an early stage that may also encourage women to go for regular checkups. Tune in as Dr. Geeta talks about her journey, her innovative spirit, and the multiple initiatives launched by Niramai in the times of current crisis. Yeah, as a young girl,
1: I was very shy. <laughs> I was so shy that in my engineering days, uh, I never used to talk to my male classmates. You know, I mean, it was I was so shy, you know, and uh, so, so it took me a long time and several interaction during the education, uh, you know, that I had yeah. uh, that I had to sort of, you know, come out of my uh, shyness. Uh, So my parents, uh, both of them uh, gave me a lot of independence in decision making, for example, when I did my 12th class, you know, uh, I got the best seat in Karnataka for medical as well as the best seat in engineering for, uh, Mm. you know, in in Karnataka, obviously, because as a traditional uh, kind of uh, family, I was uh, not planning out to go to IITs or something, which is not, you know, in Bangalore or near Bangalore. Um, Uh, then my father just said, "You know, you choose. You know, whatever you like, you can choose." And I was very particular because since my childhood, I've always loved math and science. Mm. Uh, you know, probably unlike many other girls, mm. but probably my, the influence for that uh, uh, probably came from my um, father, uh, who 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 basically uh, was an engineer in his mindset, right? Uh, rather than uh, you know actual degree um because uh everything that broke he he used to fix it himself he wanted to fix it himself right let's say the radio was work, not working he used to sort of open it up call me and say see this is how the wires are and he used to told, tell me you sort of you know how the current flows and how you can fix it and and sort of all of those things right mm-hmm. And same with the, the water leaks you say okay let's not call the plumber let's fix it ourselves so i have seen this sort of you know roll up your sleeves and, air. and and, and see how it works and sort of fix it yourself more. And I, I was very fascinated by that because it gets you to understand how things work, how these machines work. You know? That has been always a fascination for me. And yeah. my mother also was a very uh, kind of an independent lady. She was more into music, but like uh, she was um, she was at home as well as uh, sort of teaching music to many kids and all that. So I've seen that independent uh, sort of uh, uh, women as a role model uh, at my home. House as well as uh, my father as a super road uh, hero for me uh, to uh, you know uh, go into the science right. Yeah. So when I was um, in this juncture of deciding whether it's medical or engineering, I I chose uh, clearly engineering and computer science because I would seen a computer in a um, you know exhibition actually, mm-hmm. um, and then I was so fascinated. I really want to know how this thing works. You know. So that's. I know, I uh, that's this is I
0: around choose. what time?
1: Uh, in 1984 is when I joined my engineering so oh, it's, wow. it's a long long time <laughs> <but Yeah. laughs> probably many of you in the audience were not even born at that time uh, so 84-89 to 89 is when I did my um, BE uh, so so the, but it as uh, usually it is right in engineering when you go in uh, you know there is less number of girls students um, in the class and also being very uh, not very outgoing, you know like mm. I said, I was not even talking to boys and so on, so it was uh it was shy time, but I really loved what I was learning, right you know I mean, I used to go into the thick of things and and uh, how things work and what is being taught, not not studying for the exam but for studying for learning right you know i mean, I used to really enjoy doing uh, doing the studies uh, mm. in my engineering uh, so it went very well uh, in fact, I ended up topping the uh, college as well as adopting the university across all branches. I mean, it came as a sudden surprise for me because I was just writing what I knew, not really studying for marks like attention. So, yeah. so, 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 um, so I got the state award, uh, gold medal and all. And then um, also wrote the uh, gate examination and got into uh, Indian Institute of Science, uh, which was my dream place to go to after mm-hmm. uh, my engineering. Yeah. Um, and uh, I really, allowed my two years of master's in computer science there because uh, we really have very renowned uh, you know professors who are teaching you and they actually bring in innovation and research in your blood in some form okay mm. so so the, so during that time is what I started enjoying doing new things something that is uh, innovative something that is routine something that has been done before was kind of boring for me in some sense, so yeah. I used to look at okay, if there's a problem, I used to say how have things uh, been solved before, and what needs to be fixed, and I used to come up with this sort of new method, uh, you know. Uh, so, so I really enjoyed research, and I uh, fully give ISC the credit for bringing in research thinking in my mind, yeah. and say, and so right after my ISE masters as well, uh, I, I ended up actually topping the master's also got a gold medal from IISc, right. And then um, my clear choice was uh, to go into a research organization. Um, and I, I always wanted to see something work, like I mentioned before. So it's not research for publication, but research for making things better in life. is what was giving me a lot of satisfaction. Hmm. So I joined the only computer science research uh, organization that was there at that time. This was 1991. Where that was CEDAC, the Center for Development of Advanced Computing, where uh, they were on a mission to develop the first supercomputer uh, from India, right? Mm-hmm. And so and then I have this sort of you know Bahan kind of a feeling all the time. And I have traveled extensively around the world, but you know I always enjoy being an Indian, right and representing India wherever I go. So so I was very happy to join this team, and I learned a lot. And after that, I joined Hewlett- Packard Labs uh, as the first member of uh, the India team. Working on global problems, right? So, the idea there was to develop uh, and create some concepts and products for the future. And uh, so, it was very interesting to uh, interact with uh, global friends, essentially, researchers in the US and Europe and all, uh, travel a lot uh, during that time and present to the US folks, you know, friends about the new ideas that we were coming up with and so on. So, that was a very interesting international exposure I got. And uh, I was at Hewlett Packard Labs for 17 years and enjoyed doing different uh, new things uh, during that time, um, you know, ranging from cloud computing, grid computing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what is called as IoT now, was called pervasive computing. So a lot of these, uh, you know, embedded systems and several new um, thought processes and concepts we had developed at that time.
0: Yeah. So, um, Dr. Gita, let's talk about what you're doing now. Let's talk about the present. So, can you introduce and tell the audience about Niramai? What is it? What what does it do? How does it function?
1: Uh, Right now, I'm uh, the founder and CEO of Niramai Health Analytics. It's a startup where we are uh, developing a new method of detecting breast cancer. Breast cancer is one of the largest cancer killers in women today. More than half a million women die every year because of this disease. If you look at the current methods, so there is a huge gap in detecting early stage abnormalities in uh, younger women, particularly women under forty-five years of age. Uh, this uh, this is due to a condition called dense breast. You know, most women have, uh, younger women have, uh, you know, more fibroglandular tissue in the tents, and that's a problem. Now, because of uh, some, in, uh, you know. Family conditions, so, you know. Essentially, I saw a few of my cousins, sisters die, uh, you know, much earlier because of breast cancer, and it kind of shook me a lot. So we've been studying this space a lot, and at Niramai, we have developed a new method of detecting breast cancer, mm. where uh, the person just needs to sit in front of a thermal sensor for, let's say, 10 minutes, and our software, which measures the temperature variations on the chest and analyzes it to say whether something is abnormal, mm. generates a report automatically and all this is done without anybody seeing the person or touching the person completely privacy of methodology and there is no radiation we just measure the temperature variation and so this is the affordable accessible method of uh, breast cancer detection that we have done
0: okay and where all is it available your tech currently yeah
1: currently our solution uh, you know has been installed 60 plus locations uh, and and available for women in 14 cities. Hmm. Um, And we've done several camps also because it's a portable device and non radiation based, we can do the test either in a hospital or even outside in corporate camps or, uh, you know, rural areas in a bus, a mobile, uh, you know, screening bus and so on. All of these places, uh, you know, become very accessible also beyond hospitals.
0: Yeah. And Dr. Geeta, what I wanted to understand was you had a fairly long stint in the corporate world, right? Um, Why did you want to start Niramai at the first place? What was the trigger for it? To set up your own startup and especially a startup which works in this particular space. Yeah.
1: So actually, you're absolutely right. I was enjoying my corporate life, doing new things because I was also in the innovation area. Yeah. Uh, it also gave me a lot of exposure to new things that we could do, you know, discussing with, let's say uh, doctors to figure out what is that you need, uh, you know, uh, for, for your medical equipment, what are the gaps, what can we innovate there and so on. So we used to talk to a lot of doctors. Uh, we used to innovate for the government and so on. At that time, uh, one of my cousin sisters, Bharati, got detected with uh, late stage uh, breast cancer. She was around 40 mm-hmm. years of age and, uh, you know, the doctor just said two more months to go. Right? You know, it was really pathetic. I mean, I was very shocked because we used to play together and all. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so that uh, made me start reading about breast cancer. And within about six months' time, uh, my cousin's uh, actually my husband's cousin also detected got detected with breast cancer. So that is uh, you know put me in real thinking. And uh, again, read a lot. And then I proposed that. Uh, in the organization, we do an exploratory project for breast cancer detection. So, started working on that uh, as a like a overnight, you know, out of office hours. You know, started working on some possible solutions using imaging, and um, we have been working on AI for a long time, you know, in my corporate uh, career. So, so I said, okay, how can I use what I know to actually do this? So, with a bunch of uh, other researchers, also, um, you know, we started looking at this. And after about two, one and a half to two years of research, I felt that you know, there I mean, I lost both of my cousins, and so I said, okay, I have to put like full time on this, give it a full push to make it uh, make it real. And some early signs of success were also being seen in the research that we were doing. So I quit my job and started nearby. uh the, the first day on the ground out of my previous organization was uh, January first, two thousand seventeen. So it's been three and a half years now and uh, extremely fulfilling and learning experience so far.
0: Mm. And uh, Dr. Geeta, the tech that you developed is patented, right? Yeah. If I'm correct. Very so can, you, can yes. you just tell me how is it different than the other methods and the other systems that are already available out there for breast cancer screening? Sure. So the most uh, commonly used method of detecting breast
1: cancer early on is uh, mammography, which is basically X-ray of the breast. What it does is sort of, you know, between two plates, uh, it compresses the breast and then passes x-ray from top to the, sort of, the bottom plate, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. As you would have seen in other x-rays, uh, uh, something that is hard will appear white and the rest of the tissue will appear black. Now, in the same way, uh, when you actually pass um, x-rays uh, through the breast, any lump or very small or small microcalcifications appear white. Under radiologist can look at the characteristic of this white spot to say whether there is cancer or not. This is how it works. Hmm. But what happens in a, a girl or a lady under 45 years of age is that the whole breast has a lot of fibro tissue. So when you take an x-ray of the breast, the whole breast appears white. And how do you find a white spot in a white breast? So hmm. mammography is not recommended for women under 45 years of age. And it is also true that the number of people who have cancer under 45 so far is much lower. However, this is changing. There are more number of younger women who are getting cancer, breast cancer now. A lot of women in their 20s and 30s are getting. And so mammography or any such test which depends on the density variation is not able to work very accurately. Okay. That is a huge gap. And also use of x-rays is not very harmful, but you cannot use the test very often. Otherwise, the risk of uh, uh, you know radiation uh, will outweigh the benefit of actual detection, right? So that's why mammography is recommended only once in two years. And of course, there is an affordability and accessibility challenge that you generally see in all healthcare devices, right? And, and so is the case for mammography, which is about 3,500 to 4,000 rupees, which is, uh, You know, which is not an affordable device or a test, um, especially when uh, a lady needs to be using this for early detection. Mm. Because that is a time when there is no symptom. You just go every year to get a test done. Yeah. Now, this is a scene. And uh, what we have done differently is that we do not use x-rays. Because x-rays anyway will not work on younger women. So we start with another sensor, which is a thermal sensor. It's just measuring the temperature variations on the chest. It's like a thermal camera, which you use for COVID screening in airports and all. It's exactly the no, no side effect at all. We okay. just measure the temperature variations on the. Chest. It's like a thermometer, uh, you know, it's also non-contact thermometer. So, um, so we use this, we analyze this and what happens when there is a cancer cell is that it divides at a much uh, abnormal rate compared to the rest of the body. And so. Uh, you will clearly see higher metabolism and slight increase in temperature at the area. You will also see a lot of blood vessel activity there. So both these we are able to extract from a thermal image, which is mm-hmm. what uh, a thermal camera will give you. And uh, the analysis of that image is the clear value proposition or a cone innovation that our uh, team brings in. Because of that, now we can look, look at abnormality in the breast and in the future we can look at abnormality in any part of the body Uh, you know, as we fine tune for different, different diseases and that's called thermalytics We call it thermal analytics, thermalytics And that's Mm. our trademark and and a new patented uh, algorithm or set
0: of algorithms. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds pretty cool, Dr. Geeta. (laughs) Uh, What is cooler
1: is, what is actually more interesting probably is that the test is completely non-contact, non-invasive, right? Where nobody sees the person, nobody touches the person and that makes women very comfortable to take the test and, That's uh, thanks to the thermal imaging.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks to you for developing it. (laughs) Uh, So, Dr. Geeta, what are some of the initiatives that Niramai has launched uh, to enable this no-touch screening um, in the times of COVID? Yeah, so...
1: Uh, usually in the last two years uh, we have provided this as an additional test in a hospital or a diagnostic center as a part of the preventive health packages and also we have done corporate camps and screening camps in rural areas along with cancer societies. Mm. Now COVID has posed us a challenge that uh, one women are not going to hospitals for non-COVID purposes uh, and also screening versus you know a critical care right you know people have to ensure make sure that they are not going and uh, first overburden the hospital sources by going for all uh, you know non-emergency um, cases also because uh, there can be contamination and spread of disease yeah. they try to sort of keep up and stay home right yeah. now in this world uh, you know while they can do that uh, you know the early detection of preventive screening should still continue because no disease is going to wait for uh, you know COVID to clear. Right. So that is why what we did was uh, to launch a home screening service uh, provided by Niramai and Niramai partners, where mm-hmm. uh, the lady just comes to our website and says she wants a home screening, gives us, gives us a pin code and our team will call up and then say, understand where the address is and so on and so forth and schedule a visit to the home, to the patient's home or the lady's home and then conduct the screening at their place. Okay. Because ours is no touch, no see, nobody sees. We also take a like a parda, like a curtain um, from, from here. And so we just set it up in their own bedroom or uh, bathroom kind of thing. And then uh, do the test at the lady's house. And okay. this is the first ever time cancer screening or breast health check is being done at home. And uh, we are getting uh, good the early traction as we speak. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we launched and
0: just two months ago. And where all is it available, Dr. Geeta? Like which cities, which states? Yeah, so right now it's available in Bangalore, Mumbai,
1: Delhi, Hyderabad. Um, You know, if there is uh, other uh, ladies who are listening in, uh, maybe lady entrepreneurs, uh, you know, who may want to pick it up and then provide that service at their own towns and taluks and villages, we'll be very happy to provide the training. It absolutely requires two days of theory and two days of practicals. And uh, we can, because our test is completely automated, uh, we can train an entrepreneur, a micro entrepreneur, you know, uh, preferably female mm-hmm. entrepreneur to actually provide this test in uh, rest of the India. So, I mean, if if anyone is listening in and they want to be, uh, you know, our agent or you know, person who will provide this solution in their own uh, uh, town or city, uh, request them to
0: contact uh, us on
1: our website, IraMai.com.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what I will also do, Dr. Gita, is put the link to your website in the episode description. So that people Excellent. can easily find that link and contact you. Awesome. That'd be useful.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah,
0: yeah. And are there any other like initiatives that you're undertaking during the COVID times apart from home screening? Uh, yes. You know,
1: COVID has posed um, like an unprecedented challenge to the world. Nobody knows, you know, how to handle this. Yeah. So what we thought as technologists is to see, like, you know, what do we know that can be used for this particular situation to address the situation posed by COVID. As you know, thermal screening is a mandatory uh, way of detecting fever or symptomatic patients. Yeah, of course, yeah. not everyone is symptomatic, but you know we have to do what is possible. So after a lockdown, people are walking into a uh, you know office uh, to get uh, get back to their work, and then we want to make sure that the workplace is safe. Mm-hmm. So um, what we have developed, uh, Ms. Fatih, is um, a new way of uh, screening for COVID and COVID-related symptoms. Uh, using thermal imaging device and computer vision techniques so we okay. have a thermal camera and a regular camera both stitched together and placed at the entrance of a building and as and when people are walking in uh, we measured uh, we actually detect faces and measure their temperatures and also uh, detect whether they're wearing face masks or not uh, and mm. also we are able to detect whether there is a breathing abnormality uh, all of this is done automatically So, we don't need that uh, temperature gun and taking it very close to your head and so on. All that is not necessary. This is done completely against in a safe way. We are not putting any infrared uh, radiation on the person or something. We're just measuring the temperature. So, that is a new uh, test called fever test that we have released for COVID. We have also done, um, you know, gone, gone beyond the thermal imaging for COVID's sake. And developed an X-ray screening uh, for COVID, um, a test AI solution, which is available on WhatsApp messaging. So Mm. many, actually more than 300 doctors are using this regularly in, especially taluks, uh, which are far away from district uh, hospitals, where as soon as a person comes in with COVID symptoms, they do an X-ray of the chest and take a picture of the X-ray and send it to to this WhatsApp group. And within 10 minutes, we give the report, uh, which is automatically generated. This is usable only by the doctors and the doctor makes a decision whether mm-hmm. uh, you know this person needs to be sent to the district for a, a full uh, test or not. Because even a simple rt test will take what 48 hours for the result to come. So, uh, you know, any other test that is much faster is helpful. So we are directly going for extra screening in this case. This is also a new service called STRIP service that we have released, uh, you know, working with IASC on this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Pretty innovative services uh, you have over there, Dr. Geeta. I mean, uh, I know you've had a corporate stint, but you're uh, functioning exactly like a startup, you know, figuring out a solution yeah. for an immediate problem and uh, creating devices and ways to combat that.
1: Yeah, it's very nice that you said it because um, see one of the key things for a startup is to unlearn what you have learned and learn newly and be open to learn new things right and be very agile and flexible and that's something that I've learned on the ground right so it's not that you have to forget everything but just pick what is most relevant um, for your future career uh, in the startup uh, mm. but uh, you know we have to always uh, you know reinvent ourselves and we have a wonderful team which is very supportive uh, for this cause
0: as well yeah yeah True. So Dr. Geeta, um, I'd like to end the conversation by asking you about your expert viewpoint on breast screening and what you think in terms of the best breast screening to detect and avoid breast cancer at an early age. Like how often should one get screened? How reliable are the home screening methods and what should one do um, upon the detection of symptoms? yeah thank you
1: for asking this question because uh it's very important that women be aware that early detection of breast cancer is very very critical for the treatment to be effective mm. a person who's detected at stage zero stage one um you know is likely to have a beautiful 40 years of life or even more than that after the surgery and a normal life mm. as opposed to a person who's detected in stage three or stage four who has 50% chances of birth survival and a possibly a bad health quality after the surgery. So this huge difference can be, um, uh, you know, leveraged in the sense to actually detect early. And yeah. for that, I really call upon all ladies to do three things. One, regular self-breast examination. That is every month, you know, preferably five days after their menstruation cycle ends, they have to check their breast for any lumps or discharge, and if they go to Niramai's side, they will be given uh, instructions and any other, uh, you know, aims and other uh, medical institutions have also uh, released instructions for how to do the self-examination. Hmm. Secondly, don't wait till there is a symptom that is found during, uh, you know, these cases, these uh, examinations. Proactively go for a screening. Uh, you know, even at. 20 years of age, right? People can go for a regular screening. Of course, a mammography, which is a technique uh, available only above 45 years of age, can be done um, post-menopausal, right? You know, yeah. after 45 years on an annual basis or a biannual basis is what is recommended once in two years. Um, otherwise, the doctors recommend uh, ultrasound, breast ultrasound for a uh, simple check uh, screening for the breast. I would recommend uh, all ladies to actually, preferably go for a NIRAMI test because it is completely non-contact non invasive. And -hmm. we have 100% accuracy, uh, sensitivity in women under, I mean, women who are asymptomatic so far as shown in our results so far. So Mm -hmm. I think uh, doing that test every year is also very useful. The third, please talk to people, talk to women in your network and then tell them about the issues of late detection and everyone should be aware how to check for some early symptoms and do uh, you know once a year screening at least? I think these three things, if uh, women do it, will be very very helpful to the extent that we can throw breast cancer that's out if we need. It.
0: If you'd like to reach out to Niramai, please visit niramai.com. That's n-i-r-a-m-a-i dot com. You'll find the link in the episode description. Thanks for listening in and please subscribe to the show to catch the next episode. You can follow us on Instagram to stay in touch and get all the updates. Our Instagram handle is vision.nari. That's V-I-S-I-O-N dot N-A-R-I. If you know a Vision that I should feature on this podcast, Write to me at thevisionaripodcast at the rategmail.com. That's T H E V I S I O N N A R I podcast at the rategmail.com. Rate this podcast is produced by Launchora, a storytelling and creative learning platform. Theme music is created by Diala Swain. She's a uniquely talented music producer from New Zealand. Do check out her music on SoundCloud or follow the link in the description. I'll see you guys soon with a new visionary. Have a great day.